Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today for our podcast all about energy transition and innovation. My name is Andrea Grad. Uh, I'm based here in Düsseldorf, Germany, and I'm part of the Unicorn Academy, um, in which we work with national and international startups as part of our uh, innovation initiative within CGI. Um, and although I consider myself an innovative person, I'm not an energy, energy or utility expert, which is why I brought my colleagues with me today. Um, Carl Schmaltz and Martin Tower, uh, thank you for being here and uh, talking to us a little bit more about the energy transition. Uh, before we jump into the topics, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Carl, let's start with you. Yeah, my name is Karl Schmalz, so I'm from Germany, here Germany West, nearby Düsseldorf, and, and heading the, the BU West, uh, the, the energy part, and, and we are dealing with a lot of clients here, and also with Germany, the renewable industry, and yeah, I'm looking forward to have here this podcast with you together, and then give over to Martin to introduce himself. Yeah, my name is Martin Tower, so I'm based in the CGI office in Bremen, and uh, this is in the northwest region of Germany. And uh, I'm having uh, as a consultant, uh, as a director consultant, a team of 10 to 12 people in the energy utility domain. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for making time and chatting, chatting a little bit more about this topic today. Um, so we have prepared a little bit um, for our listeners to chat some more again about energy transition. Uh, so we, before we go into the details of what we can do innovation-wise, let's talk a little bit about the situation, what's going on in Europe and especially in Germany. Uh, tell me a little bit more about where we stand. Yeah, the situation is that we have all the, the climate goals signed and in Germany, will have his climate net zero goal to 2045. Um, the overall goal is 2050. And then they want to reduce it uh, by half or achieve it by half at 2030. And then this is a huge challenge to be uh, net zero. Net zero means that you have the, the reduction of your um, climate goals to the 1990 figures. You can read it in every um, books for it and then the situation is how to achieve it and as the industry nation in Germany we are looking for the renewables how we can exp uh, exchange the current uh, energy uh, producing uh, coal and and gas to um, maybe others like wind solar and hydrogen and and this is a huge challenge to to go there and 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 we are not sure if we can achieve it but but what we know that everybody in germany and the industry sector is working to achieve this goal and and i hope we will achieve it marty what do you say yeah it's a hot topic uh, particularly here in the northwest region so as you know that uh, there are a lot of goals and deadlines already communicated but for example, the small Bundesland Bremen, uh, they are aiming at carbon neutrality uh, until 2038 already. And if you look further up to the north, Schleswig-Holstein, for example, they aim at 2040. So it's not uh, very, very far away. But uh, all this despite uh, their own particular challenge every state has So uh, on their way to, to reach that goal. Bremen, for example, is a very, very small city. So uh, with lots of climate-relevant infrastructure, like uh, seaports, logistics, handling, cruise terminals, tourism, and even an own airport, and above all, for example, a very relevant metal industry. Um, and particularly in this latter domain, they are planning uh, 
to produce green steel by incorporating hydrogen in the production uh, processes. Um, and this is a very, very urgent topic and a very, very high priority project because a failure in this goal alone, uh, in this emitter, uh, which is very important, would completely swap those uh, ambitions for climatic neutrality for Bremen in 2038. That sounds like there's a lot going on, especially um, it sounds like there are very ambitious goals, um, European-wide, Germany-wide, and then also in, in, in Bremen. Um, but it sounds like you've already mentioned a bunch of renewable energies that we're trying to focus on. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on those renewable um, energies that you were talking about? Yeah, Martin yeah. mentioned already that that hydrogen is one of this uh, part um, which will which is seen. You know, solar and wind is very volatile; it is not stable uh, producing energy, and, and therefore they use a other solution which could store energy or uh, can be used as uh, alternative to gas. And this is hydrogen here in in Northern Westphalia and Germany, even in Europe, it will be one. Uh, Germany did not. Um, placed uh, for for nuclear and 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 here in Northern Westphalia there is a huge industry where they work uh, with with several setups for hydrogen and and I hope that that we will go forward like this. Another thing uh, talking about the transition, the active transition, uh, which is working well in contrast in Germany, is uh, the integration and adaptation of photovoltaic uh, production. So. Uh, I personally see it uh, as a good way to stabilize the grid with large numbers of installations in private households. But uh, whereas, for example, the wind energy um, will serve uh, to stabilize um, uh, the bigger consumers in the industry, for example, and uh, feed hydrolyzers to, at the end, uh, uh, produce green uh, hydrogen in notable quantities. But this, for sure, will surely take Uh, some additional time. Um, those all sound like great initiatives. Uh, thank you guys for elaborating on these. Um, tell me a little bit more about uh, solar, wind, photovoltaic. You talked a little bit more about the um, electronic cars and stuff like that. Um, are there any further alternatives that we can talk about? Yeah, as Martin mentioned, wind and solar, there's also hydrogen and, and, and the challenge is to get the amount of hydrogen as a interims or a bridge technology or bridge gas for industrial scale. And, and at the moment, um, the last year was really challenging with the Ukraine war to get not enough gas in, in Germany for production. Uh, this uh, leads to a faster ramp-up plan for hydrogen and, and a lot of uh, companies and uh, politicians are working to get hydrogen market ramp-up accelerated. And, and this is a challenge to, to have the infrastructure in place, to have new um, electrolyzers in place, to have the uh, industrial uh, available um, volume of hydrogen for industrial usage is, is a bigger one because they identified that in Germany is not able to produce this amount and then they need to get this volumes from other countries or even from other continents and, and this is a challenge to, to replace the common gas with hydrogen. And, and besides this, it's also important uh, for the net zero that hydrogen uh, has a, a supporting impact to this goal and, and and every company now has also to make clear that they're not only only talking about um, 
hydrogen and at zero they also has to prove it and there you comes to as for example for an esg reporting or esg that they have to prove and, and what they do to achieve their goals yeah talking about esg that's a good topic so what really concerns me is uh, that whenever i'm getting in touch with uh, representatives of the actual stakeholders driving this transformation which are also tasked to reduce significant, significantly their emissions, most of them are still not fully onboarded yet. So uh, small and medium-sized companies represent a significant economic force in Germany and uh, shall, shall therefore be uh, uh, deeply integrated in all decisions and ongoing developments. One of those elements is this so-called ESG reporting, while today Uh, only a few companies are bound and obliged to uh, perform this ESG reporting. Uh, in just some years, by 2038, a lot more companies, nearly 100% of the um, small and medium-sized companies in Germany, will be obliged to deliver such a report. And today, in a lot of contexts, I learned that uh, the people are not yet prepared for it and uh, have the sufficient knowledge how to do it. Good. Well, this is all very, very helpful uh, information. Um, do we want to elaborate a little bit more on the uh, ESG reporting just to make sure that our listeners um, know exactly what it is about and what, uh, what needs to happen in order for it to uh, be completed as per the requirements? Yeah, this could be a helpful um, discussion to, to support companies to make their ESG reporting ready. So, but before this, I would like to say that CGI also has his, his net zero goals. And, and uh, as CGI, we set an internal group, uh, which is uh, supporting the goal of CGI to get net zero in 2030. And and not only to get uh, near that net zero in uh, 2030, it's also important what Martin mentioned that we have to prove it in form of GSG reporting. So we are developing internally as well our own ESG reporting and then to make clear that we have this goal and, and uh, the different initiatives set up internal of our company to achieve this. Yeah, aside of that, uh, we we also uh, are actively involved uh, with uh, engagement at the World uh, Climate Summit. So, so what we do in in CGI with our net zero is that uh, I mentioned worldwide we have set up uh, different initiatives which are lead centrally by a core group. And, and therefore, we are using our own uh, developed IT IPs. And therefore, we identified several um, aspects. One is a smart city, a smart building, smart city, and also our um, car fleet uh, are analyzed uh, what can be done to reduce our um, footprint in, in this time. And, and what also is important that uh, our um, data center, what are they producing? And also uh, what I mentioned with smart uh, building, our heating. So we set up an example in one country where we are measuring in, in the office our heating um, um, process and then what it means in, in terms of net zero. So overall, it's really interesting time to, to achieve this goal and, and to follow up all these initiatives. As well as uh, um, adopting new tools, for example, going back to the COP27, uh, where CGI was there to uh, uh, integrate the metaverse, so avoiding travel, physical travel, 
which is uh, not only in the Corona uh, time frame uh, a big uh, uh, topic uh, because everybody is now in hybrid work and uh, therefore the emissions in transportation also went down a bit. Very good. That sounds like we have a lot of different initiatives going on just to support um, everyone achieving the goals that you guys mentioned earlier, um, European-wide, Germany-wise, North, North Rhine-Westphalia-wise. Um, let me ask you guys this. Do you really think it's possible to reach the net zero goal by 2045? Um, climate uh, protection actions are concerning everybody as we are sitting on the same boat. We need decisions for a common uh, data exchange platform, for example, maybe on EU level, uh, interchangeable data formats, standardizations on regulations, for example, concerning uh, smart meters, uh, small power generators, so like in Germany designated as Balkonkraftwerke, for example, as a technical basis and to op optimize, for example, grid management and to install as well some more consciousness about uh, everyone's private energy consumption. And uh, while we are talking about uh, standardized regulations, if you take this before mentioned ESG reporting madness with multiple frameworks and guidelines all across the globe, um, some of the demanded information is in strict collision with local regulations. So, for example, scope one of the ESG reporting focuses on everything harmful during the processes uh, you are directly responsible for and uh, which are happening under your direct control inside your company. This information is uh, already at 99.5% readily available in your local computer, IT, ERP systems. Uh, it's basic work. And uh, maybe some years ago, a colleague, uh, environmental protection officer or whoever did this with Microsoft Excel, reporting hazmat, for example, consum consumption, uh, waste quantities, and so on. Uh, if you have a look at uh, scope two of ESG, which aims at energy consumption, here, for example, hybrid work situations or companies allowing remote office work uh, are in strict collision with personal data protection rights, the GDPR, for example, because uh, you would be normally obliged to interview all your remote working colleagues on the kind of electricity contract they have, their consumption quantities and so on, which is normally not possible. And uh, a total mess will be, for example, all the reporting activities for Scope 3. Here you will be obliged, in addition, uh, for notorious checks concerning your complete uh, uh, supply chain, but um, also uh, the way your product is used when you hand it over to the customer, to the final customer, and questions like what does the customer with your project, uh, and at the end of its life cycle, is it uh, properly dis disposed of? at the end uh, so um and and how many of your product is going to be recycled or not so you see this is a very complex uh, topic in addition we uh, face the ongoing uh, uh, actual uh, events in the world like the war in U ukraine uh, this was looking back a huge uh, disruptor not only for gas pipelines surely, uh, but uh, for sure the LNG import uh, shall only be seen as an intermediary step, to my opinion, within the context of the green energy transition. We are now developing uh, a 
a new and reinventing a new energy market uh, towards storing electrical energy or green energy uh, in the form of hydrogen. And we are building up a totally new transportation ecosystem, ranging from the Netherlands up to Latvia. And uh, it's a huge challenge with huge investments in uh, not only monetary, but also in infrastructure. And um, finally, the last thought uh, about uh, pricings and, and increasing energy cost. A key to successful deal with this huge challenge of the energy transformation uh, is keeping the, the end user and consumer prices relative dependable, while prices at the central uh, wholesale exchanges are behaving some, somewhat uh, erratical. Therefore, consumption must be somewhat moderated and aligned uh, on the actual market situation. So dynamic prices throughout the day are no longer a tale of the future. I'm, I'm using this approach uh, also in my home with the result that my previous consumption has changed towards a more considered consumption. So you consume a lot more careful and a bit more aware of impacts and um, everything which, which is uh, linked to it. Um, and uh, for example, you discover new approaches by integrating uh, intelligent home automation and other IoT systems, for example. So um, I'm saving today, for example, almost uh, 20% of my energy bill compared to suppliers having a fixed price uh, tag behind their um, energy, even though in times of strong price increases uh, for energy in general. Yeah, I think what Martin already mentioned is new technologies needs innovation and, and, and we have to follow the trends on the market and then to bring this innovation to the client at the end and also to the consumers and that they are also ready, not only that the industry is using it, also the consumers are going to the right direction of innovation and new systems. Yeah, so I mean, uh, summarizing everything we just we just talked about, um, all great points and sounds like some of the issues that we are we're dealing with and trying to get on the same page with, are consumption, political issues, um, of course, energy prices, um, and lastly, having to um, bring innovation um, into the boat to ensure that the winds um, follow where we want them to go, um, and we'll be keeping our fingers crossed that we're going to be able to reach that goal. Um, and with everything that you just reported, um, our listeners are probably curious to find out what the future holds and what we're doing at CGI uh, to help somewhat remedy this situation. There are several initiatives running and, and I will go to, to mainly one or two of it. And, and one of it is where we are worldwide looking is the hydrogen initiatives. We see that hydrogen is more and more uh, coming up. And then in Germany, especially, it's uh, the market ramp up that they need hydrogen to replace the common gas situation and to have a new energy um, place and then use it in several ways for, for burning, for storage, for e-fuels. And then therefore, we are partner in, in here in the West with a hydrogen hub where we look up for startups, that we support startups, um, bringing new ideas, new technology, just innovation to, to bigger projects, to bigger companies. So this is one what we have here in mind as well. We are running in different initiatives on a rural area that they support um, here in, in the Rhineland to ramp up a hydrogen blueprint in, in rural areas, how to use hydrogen from um, mobility perspectives, from usage in, in buildings as usage uh, for, for um, 
cities. This is really interesting what's coming up next there. So several topics are at the very beginning, but there are also some bigger projects, which you can see they have to connect it uh, with other projects so that the producers, when they produce more hydrogen, um, not everybody knows where to get his hydrogen. And, and therefore, we are there for digitization and, and information management to bring the producers, the transporters and the consumer together. This is one part of it. And on the other hand, we are also dealing with renewables. What we are also have a big look on is uh, what what mentioned before on wind and solar. We have uh, CGI Self has a huge uh, solution to to monitor and operate uh, wind and solar plants, and and therefore we are in worldwide discussions where we can support the renewable uh, initiatives to to um, exchange um, old energy production with with new renewables and yeah and this all should lead to sustainability that that we achieve the goal what we mentioned before for the net zero and sustainabilities and then there's also a huge initiative running within cgi yeah and not to forget in addition the competences we have in the domain of sustainability so we cover everything uh, from esg reporting uh, solutions control hubs uh, for the renewable energy generation or energy market tools using, for example, artificial intelligence. We also sometimes have surprising solutions like uh, develop an app to reward the best and most economic drivers in a car fleet, for example, uh, in order to save uh, fuel consumption or, for example, to prevent uh, the spilling of uh, food residues in canteens and large organizations uh, with a, with an application developed particularly for that. So uh, this shows that we have, we have a very good understanding in the wide area of action. Oh, absolutely. I mean, these are great topics that you or that we hear all over the place. Everybody talks about hydrogen, digitalization, innovation, sustainability. Um, so all great topics. And it sounds like uh, you guys are doing a lot to help these or move move these topics forward. So, so thank you for elaborating on it. Um, without knowing too much about energy and utilities, I feel like I've learned a lot in today's podcast. So um, I thank you both. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, that kind of leaves it up to me with the Unicorn Academy, just to tie it back to the beginning of we use the, we work with local startups, right? So Martin, what you just mentioned, the IoT, um, the chatbots and um, um, IDP, intelligent document processing. Um, if, if you ever have a need in any of those uh, areas, uh, feel free to hit us up and we might have a startup uh, to help you guys out with as well. So, um, again, thank you guys very much for your time and for being so thorough in, in your responses and um, teaching us everything you've taught us today. Um, just to su summarize it up, uh, we have learned a lot. Uh, CGI has very ambitious uh, goals. Um, our Z net zero goal is uh, to hopefully be accomplished by 2030. Uh, we are hopeful that we might, we might be able to reach this goal um, Given on Martin's metaphor, um, hopefully the wind blows uh, into our sails. Um, everyone should pay attention, of course, to their consumption. With that in mind, uh, customers and companies should listen to the experts like uh, Carl and Martin are here today. If you have any questions, feel free to hit us up. Um, and it's not only the um, utilizing the standards in the industry, um, but also trying to find someone who's willing to look outside of the box and using innovative initiatives like, uh, like we do. 
uh, Carl and Martin, in conclusion, I'm going to leave it up to you. Is there anything else you would like to uh, hint to the listeners to summarize this up? Yeah, we know that a lot of work is uh, ahead of us. And, and, and what you need in your life is uh, uh, every time a little bit more luck. And, and in Germany, you have a, uh, here, especially in the old coal area in Northern Westphalia, you have a, a, a slogan that you say, okay, how you wish uh, everybody luck in, in the future and to achieve their goals. And, and it means in Germany, you can say uh, Glück. Glück auf. Thank you. Well, with that, uh, to everybody out there, uh, good luck with your journey. Let's all work together to accomplish our goals. Um, and again, if there's anything you need, if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot.